What is good, everyone? Welcome to the final episode of the College Arc of the Remotely Social Podcast. On this episode, we have a special guest. This person has been in my life forever. She took a big part in raising me. She was my first friend, and she was also my first bully. This person is my older sister, Bridget. I wasn't expecting her to say yes when I invited her to the podcast, but luckily she did, and I was able to have this conversation where I was able to learn some new things about her college experience that I can share with you guys. I don't want to keep you guys too long, so we're just going to delve right on into it. This is the Remotely Social Podcast, the college arc, the final episode, episode number six. I will always and forever claim Ghana first. Enjoy. Like, hey, I'm going to go to college, but also I'm going to go away. So for me, going to college or I guess I can say not going to college was not an option. Mm -hmm. It was you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. The big driving force for me moving so far away and going that far, my college was about six hours away from where we lived, was I wanted to get away. (laughs) as far as I possibly could. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Like, you don't have to go into specifics, but what exactly were you trying to get away from? Well, I definitely needed a change of environment. And I, as you understand, you know, we're blood, we're siblings, we were raised in the same household. Our parents were a little too crazy at times. Yeah. A little bit, and... a little? Just a little? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had, they had their good days. They had their good yeah. days. Yeah, and then, more and then the bad months. That, <laughs> and then, yes, and then the bad months and weeks and all of that. But more often than not, I think for all of us, it, the goal was to eventually be able to go away and then also just be on our own for a while mm-hmm. and experience that without the pressure of, without the pressure of constantly having to succeed and look after your younger siblings and all that other good stuff. Yeah, that was a major thing for you. I feel like I definitely didn't feel that because like middle child, but I was also second to last. But I feel like Mm -hmm. it it was especially put on you to like be the and it might be like a Ghanaian thing being the only girl in the family where it was kind of like, hey, look after your brothers. Make sure they're good. If you're going somewhere, make sure you take your brothers. So, yeah, I definitely get that because if you were in college and doing all the college work and, you know, getting into college shenanigans and you were literally on the block every every weekend, they'd be like, yo, make sure you watch your brothers and whatnot. So, yeah, that's totally understandable. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like, I make the joke even to Ma that I have two kids, <laughs> Kevin yeah. and Mike. <laughs> and I had them before I was a full-grown mm-hmm. adult. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all love. I just also just needed to have that experience of not... And even in college, I would still get calls about you guys. So even though I was far away, I wasn't away. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, you brought up the fact that you said going to not going to college was not an option. But Mm -hmm. I I think that's so interesting. Like, obviously, like, I know that because we're related. We got raised by the same people, Well, kind of raised by the same people. Um, Mm -hmm. And where do you think that came from? 
because our parents didn't go to college. I, like, why do you think they, that they was just such didn't. a strong inst- instillment in them? Mm-hmm. I think for them and with most, like, you know, our parents were immigrants. They're first-generation immigrants. It was, you come to this country, you work as hard as you can so that you can yeah. put your children through school. And the idea is once they go through school, they go to, middle, you know, elementary, middle, high school, and whatnot. They go to college. College is still, like, a continuation. Yeah. And then with that, they'll get a great job. It's not, oh, they have the option of doing something else. No. In our parents' heads, we can't get a job without going to college. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. the mentality. It's college or work have. at McDonald's. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's It was uh, an interesting thing because like, they were always... we. Even as a child, they were just like, yeah, so even when guests would come in the house, I'd be, I'd be 10, 13, 10, 12, 13, and they'd be like, oh, so what college are you thinking about going to? I was like, well, that's like five years from now, so not in my mind yet, but yeah. Or like, what do you want to go to school for? It was like, uh, still deciding. I feel like that was a major thing in African families where they knew that they wanted you to go to college, but they also wanted you to follow a trend that they saw work for somebody else. Like going okay. to college, my mind, I was like, okay, so you should do either business. You should do nursing. You should try to become a doctor or an engineer just because either they knew somebody or they saw that it was possible because of somebody else doing it. And they were like, okay, this oh, is yeah. applicable because we've seen or heard it happen. Oh yeah. I agree with you mm-hmm. 100%. I think from the second grade, I remember it was, I think it was a guest or someone who came and said, oh, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I was just like, hmm, I want to be a, no, she's going to be a doctor. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was literally it. I, from then on, it was just, you know, I was in some, I was pretty smart as a kid. I was in summer school for most of my life. Why? They just thought you needed more schooling. So, yeah. And it was just all these random things I was not interested in. Like, I went to college as a bio major. I hated it. <laughs> Why? Because in my head, <laughs> in my head, every time I hear, what do you want to be? She's going to be a doctor. Like, like yeah. there was nothing else. No other option for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. And eventually that it just, like, tries. got stuck in your head. So they were like, oh, you'd have teachers and be like, what do you want to be? And you're just like. Well, and then in the back of your head, you're just going, you just hear Ma, she's going to be a doctor. And then that's just like, I- mm-hmm. I'm going to be a doctor. How yeah, long did it take you? that's literally how it was for me. Yeah. No, that's, that's an interesting thing because I was in a similar situation. I was a computer science major. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that lasted, I always joke about it, that lasted two weeks where oh. I took a computer. Oh, you're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long did it take you for you to like just drop bio and was like, I, I can't do this a anymore? A year and a half, a year and a half. And I hated every, year and a half. every lab session, a year and a half. And my first semester, there was this professor who kind of weeds out the bio majors, like the mm-hmm. people who are actually going to make it in bio from the non-bio majors. If you pass with like a C minus, you're good. Yeah. If you pass this class with a C minus, you're good. I was great. I passed with a C plus. And that was like <laughs> endless. 
<laughs> like that was nights of just tears and crying and studying at the same time and like not sleeping. Yeah. And I, it just hit me one day like, why am I doing this? I personally, I don't want to dissect pigs. I did a, a lot of AP um, classes in high school. Yeah. I hated it. Why would I go to college and spend, I couldn't, like it took me a year and a half to realize. I don't want to be a doctor. I don't even like bodily fluids. I don't like sick yeah. people. How's that going to work out? Yeah, you were not a fan of blood. When you were, when everybody, oh Bob was God, like, yeah, no. she's going to be a doctor. I was like, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> needles. I still run from needles. Uh, How is that going to work out? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a year and a half and you were just like, no, I'm done with this. I can't do it. What was that breaking point for you? Um... Like, what was that one moment where I I think it was during a lab and these lab sessions were like three, four hours long. Yeah. And you're just standing on your feet. You're calculating this, calculating that, trying to remember this, trying to remember that. And I'm just like, at this point, I just sound like a robot. I hate this lab coat. This place stinks. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like a Friday lab class, too, which is the worst. On Friday, who wants to be stuck in lab? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was my breaking point. Then I think I had like a mini meltdown for about two weeks where I just walked around campus like hopeless because I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't want to be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) How long did it take you to tell my dad? You were just like... Oh, God. Yeah. I don't... I think I didn't tell them for a while, like a good, maybe two years. Maybe <laughs> two, years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> two years post? I, I don't. I, I, I just, I don't even know. I was just like, yeah, everything's going well. Like, you know, how they were so, as much as they wanted to control our lives, they really didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, there's so, many factors for that. Like they were working a lot and also just like, I feel like culturally, for them, at least, it was just like, hey, you you work, you support your kids, you're able to pay for food mm-hmm. and what they need. And then after that, that's raising. Like, as far as the emotional aspect and everything, that wasn't really there for them. It, it's so weird how they, I guess, oh, express like love and whatnot. It's like it was almost non-existent in many cases. Oh, the one time that almost told me he loved me. He was just like, you know, I like you, right? And I was just like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Right back at you. Holy shit. This is how sad our child, our, our upbringing was. <laughs> you saying that, you know what it reminded me of? <laughs> of like me and our, my interaction with that? What that reminded me of was whenever I did something bad, he would go, when you do stuff like this, it makes me not like you. And then I would just remember being like six or seven, breaking down into tears. And I was just like, what? The hell? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Growing up was interesting. So college was definitely like a great escape for me. So you didn't really start drinking until sophomore year then, or partying really? Like partying. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But freshman year, I was just like, I was. I remember my friend from high school also went to my college and she would always be like, let's go party. Let's go do this. Let's, and I'm just like, I can't. I have to study. 
I can't. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> what was yeah, that? It was crazy. What was that first night where you finally decided, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. What was that first night like? Was, I want to hear. I want to hear it, it, and I don't want to hear any vague description of it either. I'm talking no, beginning I'm, to end. <laughs> I'm. I'm trying to think about it. So yeah, I will start with this: that going to college was a also a very different experience for me, just because you know we were raised in the Bronx, New York. I went yeah. to college in upstate New York. Very I rural. was the only black yeah. girl. Uh, yeah, I was literally the only black girl on my floor. Mm. I had three Caucasian roommates. So it was a completely different experience for me. And we'd have like conversations about our high school life. And I'm like, yeah, I would party till like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And they're like, why? Your parents would. And then they'll talk about sneaking out and getting trashed. And I'm like, wait, what is getting trashed? <laughs> oh, drinking? Oh, no. <laughs> I no, no. I didn't drink. Smoking? <laughs> Oh, I party, but I just dance. Like, I talk to people and dance and have, like, you know, a blast. Yeah. So that's when I realized, like, my experience of freedom was completely different from their, um, I guess, stolen moments of freedom, mm-hmm. in a sense. So a lot of, like, I think a lot of the reason why I didn't drink my first semester was also because I'd see my roommates coming in and a lot of college students coming in hammered trash throwing up doing this and i'm just like this seems like a lot (laughs) like (laughs) i'm not ready for this yet (laughs) i feel you Mm -hmm. good i think the first time i actually and it was i think i think it was off beer yeah the first time i actually like let go where i had fun we went to like an angels and demons party or something at a frat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I've heard a lot yeah, of parties, like theme- but not angels and demons. I've heard like the, the paint parties, that- the, um, like the, the bubble parties, uh, never angels and demons, but no, let's, let's hear about it. Yeah. I think this was towards the ending of my freshman year, actually. Yeah. So, you know, I eventually broke loose. But yeah, we drank a whole bunch of beer and then I got a little buzz and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm done drinking. <laughs> so it wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to get trashed. It was just like, oh, I, I, I got a little buzz going. I'll, I'll stick with this. Yeah. It was fun. It was really fun. There were moments of like running around the house, looking for a roommate or something, going into a bathroom that was completely disgusting. Oh, like, yeah. I shouldn't see hair that looks like oh, in places that I should be washing my hands. I, yeah. I just shouldn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, things like that. I was just like, this is a little crazy. This, I mean, if you're having a party, at least clean up a little. <laughs> oh, no. They, especially yeah. like these frowses. They did not give a fuck. Oh, yeah. It was so, it was, I think it was pubic hair in the sink. Yeah. Probably. That was like, it kind of killed my buzz. But mm-hmm. then I had some more beer and then buzz came back. So that was fun. It was actually, like, it was a good time. After that, we went and we got some zonies. Just picked mm-hmm. out in the dorm room. Laughed about the experience and then passed out. Next morning, popped out like a G and went to class. That is, <laughs> cool. that, that is 
Oh my god. <laughs> you were so much more controlled than I was in college. I feel like once I, I had I that freedom. Freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you, but you even waited longer. Like for me, it was like a semester maybe. And then like that's what I picked mm-hmm. up drinking like spring semester because like I went to school like not in the same area, but like also upstate rural area. And it yeah. was it was like once the spring semester hit and my school was on top of a lake, the cold hit and there was nothing else to do on the weekend besides drink and party because of the fact that it's so cold. And so mm-hmm. woof, I just remember the first time getting like actually drunk. Actually, I don't remember a lot of it. Like, I remember the stories that people told me about what I did when I was actually drunk. <laughs> and it was just, I feel like uh, from my, at least my second half of my freshman year up until the middle of my junior year, I'd made a lot of dumb drunk decisions of like just random stupid shit. Like there was a time where I ended up um, crawling through snow in a blizzard because I couldn't find my way home from my friend's dorm. Or like, oh my God, the amount of times, just like public urination was like a habit. And just (laughs) the amount of just stupid shit that me and my friends would get into, like the amount of like random things that I stole just because, hey, I could. Okay, y'all, you guys know what time it is. We are still out here during COVID and... These face masks out here, they just, they they ain't doing it. A lot of them are trash. Like, I'm walking down the street and I'm seeing people walk around with just the blue ones with a thin, thin, thin string in the back that just breaks apart every once in a while. You don't want to do that. So I have the mask for you. Check out Adubia Ankra mask. They are Ghanaian face masks made out of 100% kente cloth. They come in many beautiful designs and styles. They're they're amazing. Every time I walk out with mine, I get so many compliments on them. You're going to have to check them out. And to do so, you're going to want to go on Instagram and type in Nana underscore African underscore market. That's Instagram at Nana underscore African underscore market. Check out those masks. I, I'm telling you, those masks are beautiful and you're going to want one for yourself they're super affordable they're super comfortable and they're super fashionable they were also made by our podcast guest bridget so log on to that instagram let them know that kevin sent you tell them the style and design that you want and enjoy your mask come on they're they're great masks so you gotta buy them support black business all right y'all back to the show out of college I mean, you went to college all the way in, like, the 1980s, so, like, yeah, things were really... <laughs> uh, things were... Yeah, you went during the Bush administration, right? The second one? Um, Second into Obama. Yeah. I, I wanna, was on campus the night Obama went one. I'm very curious as to how that went because I was on campus the night Trump got elected, and that stirred up a lot of shit in college. Like, there were so many protests by people of color um by people of color along with like everybody else of like different nationalities origins what have you on mm. campus where every, a lot of people were just protesting to get their voices heard because like for good reason they found that the person who got elected in the office was an unjust person and also like racist bigoted 
um, misogynist, what have you, all of that mm-hmm. type of stuff. How was it when um, Obama got elected? Were people were people like, I guess, calm about it for for lack of a better term? I think my, on my campus it was calmer mm-hmm. than how it was on other campuses that I had friends on. So, for example, like my friends in like, um, can I say the school? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's their school. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fine. My friends in UB, mm-hmm. like just having a conversation with them would be like, yo, campus is crazy right now. People are just throwing parties. They're throwing bottles. They're throwing, like, it's kind like of celebration. Like, <clears throat> a mixture of both, actually. So it's like kind of like how the current protests have also turned into riots. Mm-hmm. So it's kind uh. of like it was kind of like that where celebrations turned into protests slash riots. Where for us, I think there was like a brief woo and then fall back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much because it's just like as excited as people were. And I'm not saying everyone on my campus was racist but the campus was a predominantly white yeah campus. like rural white campus where they have very l- limited oh interaction gosh. with people of color and so like those yes. are usually the people who are racist yes so limited interaction with people of color and also limited interactions with people of various cultural backgrounds yeah. like all black people were the so same the to con- them yes yes pretty mm-hmm. much if you spoke spanish you must be from spain mm-hmm. Like that mentality. So there was a moment, and I'm not, again, you had a few of them who were more open-minded and also tending, were tending on the liberal yeah. side. But it was also kind of like a little too extreme. Mm-hmm. For me, it was just like, if you if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, kind of like how all white people are yelling, <laughs> how white people are yelling at each other because um, they're calling black people African-Americans. Have you seen that? That's been a major thing on like Instagram where a shit ton of white people, somebody made this post where they're just like, hey, we need to stop calling black people African-Americans because that doesn't make any sense, which I and many people have been saying for years. It's like African-American is a stupid term because what do you call a black person from Canada? Nobody calls them African-Canadian. But that is that, you know, I listened to a podcast about that. Um, but it was based in the UK and like you know blacks in the yeah. UK and they said something along those lines too yeah and it's like that's been a major thing that's been spreading now to the woke crowd where like they're mm-hmm. getting this information where it there somebody wrote this piece and now everybody's starting to like share it and they're like stop calling black people african-american but it's like dude why are you wh- hey white lady why are you yelling at other white people about calling um, black people african-american like there's more important shit racially we can focus on now like, you know people just want to say oh yeah people. that and it's like it swings too far towards the other side like like mm-hmm. um somebody calling a black person african-american is not our biggest problem and no, it's like yeah. i'd rather be called an african-american which i feel like i technically yeah no nah, like we yeah. we legit are african may, maybe less you more me because you know i was born here but hey, I'm American. I'm Americanized now. Well, I'm, I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wine hitting? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I will always and forever claim Ghana mm-hmm. first, so have to, you know, 
say gotcha. that in case I need to travel out of this country. I'm Ghanaian. In case things get too rough. <laughs> Going back to my motherland. But yeah, you were talking about people who took it too far towards the other side. Describe that a little bit more. Yeah. Where it was just like, maybe for me, it was just like, I'm happy Obama won. But I, there, there was also like the pessimistic side of me where I was just like, I hope he makes it to his inauguration mm-hmm. kind of thing. Just because I didn't feel America was ready mm-hmm. for it. So there was a, there was a lot of fear. Gotcha. For the first black America, first black president of America coming from mm-hmm. me. So, and then there was also a lot of fear of what could happen to someone like me being on a campus like mine that was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. I mean, predominantly white because someone who looked like me is now in the quote unquote white yeah. house. I mean, it's called the White House. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was built by <laughs> slaves. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was more of a, why aren't you so excited? You know, Obama won, a black man. Your like, cousin, right? Yes, I'm excited. He's Kenyan. You know, Kenya, much. Ghana. Kenyan. <laughs> you know, aren't you guys like related yeah. kind of thing? So it was just like, you can't fault me for, you know, also being realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, but and then one of the biggest things I said the day, the night, because it was nighttime, mm-hmm. the night he won was as much as everyone is excited and blah 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 blah, he's not going to be able to make the changes that you're hoping for. Yeah, why? Because he is the first, so his hands are tied in a lot of. He has to, at the end of the day, he has to kind of you know. Remain neutral. Yeah, and he's a president, not an emperor. Like, there's, it's, you, you, yeah, you get what I'm it's saying? so limited for them. Yeah. Yes. So I think all of that was going through my mind. So as much as it was exciting, it was groundbreaking, it was like you know a new era. Because my mind was running like that, my face kind of showed like everything that was going through my gotcha. mind. Gotcha. Where I should be? Oh my god! You know my that's my homie. He won. It was just like. Oh, <laughs> child, I don't know how that's gonna work out. And then someone was just—he's like, oh, <laughs> just like so shit. Excited. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that was what was going through my mind. Then I got—you should be more excited than you are right now. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, what? <laughs> like, my bad. I'll be—I'll—I'll I'll be more excited. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, give me a few hours. I just process things differently. It's like, yo, give me give me the first month at least. I'll, I'll be excited then. Let him make yeah. it to his Let him get sworn in. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> but yeah, so I think for me on our campus, as much as people were happy, people were also kind of not. Mm-hmm. And people were also very hesitant because I don't think I was the only person who was thinking these yeah. thoughts like is he going to make it to his inauguration he's not going to be able to bring the change that you are expecting of him like his hands are going to be tied for a lot of reasons and more often than not he's going to get blamed for a lot of things that occurred even before he came into the yeah. house and what happened yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a question um, <laughs> spanning off of that 
What I noticed when Trump got elected is that there it felt like there was a lot of like racists, bigoted, what have you, white people that it seemed as if they felt like they were they were forced to keep their mouths shut for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then once even yeah. like before Trump got elected, when he was just like um, saying his rhetoric and having his rallies and whatnot, it seemed as if they felt more confident speaking up about like how they felt about things when it came to like race and like sharing opinions that weren't preferred to be heard by a lot of people. Do you feel? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100%. So I was um, recently before that, um, if you could just (laughs) answer this really quick. Do you think that because I think it kind of like stemmed from Obama a little bit, not like intentionally on his end. Like, I think when Obama got elected, a lot of people who may have been racist and had those opinions that were really like um, expressive of it once Trump got elected, I feel like those people were like, shit, I should probably keep my mouth shut now that there's a black man in office. Did it feel like that when you were in college? It it did. And then it also became worse when he won the second time. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Because it was just like, damn, I hit my mouth for a whole four years. Damn. Another four? It's about to be, it's about to be almost a decade. (laughs) yeah, <laughs> like shit. I can't be racist yeah. in public. <laughs> no. And then on the other hand, I also feel like it gave minorities and people of color like this. Come yeah, on. it's like it. It was a boost. Like people yeah. Were, yeah, it was a boost. People were walking on campus with their heads held mm-hmm. up high, chest out. Like, yeah. Yeah. My bro. He is made in it. The Don't look house. me in the eyes, white people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's, it it w- so it, it it was both at the end of the day. Yeah. It was those who were just like, damn, I gotta keep it bottled up. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a really sad dude. He's just like kicking rocks. Everybody's like, yo, what what's wrong, Jerry? He's like, Obama got elected. <laughs> really? Like, why is that bad, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> I can't be racist anymore, you know. I can't be outright yeah. vocal. Remember when we used to drive our trucks and yell nigger out at the black people? We can't do that no more. We can't. We can't do that anymore. No. Mm-mm. They they all related to him. They might have his number on speed dial. Yeah, and then if they do anything back, they'll get to, they'll go to jail. But then they'll just get pardoned afterwards, so it's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, man, being a white man, I understand. <laughs> That is, uh, oh God, it's an interesting thing. It's so interesting to see what like politics does to people. That's why for me personally, I always try to stay out of it because like, Mm. it's just, especially like now it's just extremely divisive. Like once the conversation of politics comes up between two people, if you believe in something slightly different, it's like, okay, you're on that side now. And then it's like, mm -hmm. No, I was just going to agree with you. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, if you're on that side now, you're you're the bad guy. It's become like a, mm-hmm. it's become, it's become less of a conversation. It's a conversation about beliefs, but it's become less about the beliefs. And now it's like, oh, if you believe this, you're good, and if you believe in this, you're evil. And yeah, it's like, it's like the line is, has been clearly drawn. Yeah. Which for me is a little strange, and this actually also goes back to college but like not with politics but with race Mm -hmm. so again i mentioned that i was the only black girl on my floor Mm -hmm. but i also had black 
friends on campus. You get me? So there'll be days where I just want to hang out with my roommates, yeah. go out and do stuff. And then there'll be days where I just want to go out with my other friends, go out and do stuff. And it was just always like, oh, you left us for your black friends. Oh, now that you know white people, you don't know what yeah. you're for. No. <laughs> oh, like, my God. <laughs> can I live? Yeah, yo, the amount of times I heard, yo, Kevin loves hanging out with white people. This is like, <laughs> it's like you only got white friends. Like, you're literally one of my black friends talking to me, telling me this right now. Yeah. It's like they wanted you to pick yeah. a side. Where, for me, don't you go to college to, you know. Gain new perspective. Broaden yeah. her, your horizon, gain your a perspective, and, you know, expand your mind. Most definitely. You, like, you build friendships that will last a lifetime. And those friends may not look like you. They might may not be, have been raised in the same society, culture, environment that you you were raised yeah. in. So why must it be an either us or a dumb thing? Mm-hmm. And I think for me on my campus, because it was just very obvious that there were not a lot of us, it was that ment- that kind of like group mentality, like we'll be stronger if we stick yeah. together kind and of thing. And it's like, and it's understandable because... A lot of the black people that did go to school in the areas that we um, went to came from the same areas that we came from. And so it's like we we have something to connect on based off the fact that we like grew up in these environments. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to. I mean, like I said, I went to college to get away. I went to college to experience something new and different. Why would I go six hours to do the yeah, same thing. Yeah, to only do that. It's like, yeah, you want a taste of home, yeah. but you don't only, like, you're not going to, you're not going to go to Europe and find and look for New York style pizza. Oh, gosh. I've, I've seen someone go to Texas and look for Nigerian food. Like, what? Get some barbecue. But I don't, you know, that that's my mentality. I'm Ghanaian. I don't want to always eat the same dishes. If I travel, I want to travel experience new yeah. things it's like and i it's so weird because like i i had like a bunch of white friends in college as well and it was like it was so weird because my black friends would hang out with me and a lot of them like there were obviously other people who like did what i did but my black friends would hang out with me and our other black friends and then i had a bunch of white friends that i was their only black friend and yeah. that how did you feel about that do you feel like slightly like fetishized or anything about um never fetishized but i was always like why like yeah. like a big part of it is like i did go out of my way to make a lot of friends and some people mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't do that but also it's like i shouldn't be the only black person you like as we were saying earlier like college is a place where you go in to like see new perspectives experience new things mm-hmm. talk to new people like how is it that i'm the only person from this other group that you interact with yeah. like and and i feel like there's definitely some benefits that my white friends had from being like a friend of mine like they were where i did like introduce them to other black people or whatnot mm-hmm. but i felt like it was so weird because it's like, why not just go out of your way to make friends with everybody? But it seemed like a lot of my friends from one side or the other only made friends with people that looked like them. Yeah, yeah. That was very big on our campus, too. And I think a lot of it comes from maybe fear. Yeah, and just and perception. 
Like at the same time yeah. when the white people from your school saw the black people were like, oh, they're like this because we saw them on TV like this. We saw yeah. the rappers. So that's what they're like. The same thing is going on with the black people. Oh, we saw we see black pe- white people on cops. They're all fucking like mm-hmm. redneck trash or whatever. Like they're they're all like that. But it's like talk to these people and figure out who they are rather than just prejudge them and just yeah, keep yourself away. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's weird because there were times where I'm, I really was just like, "Are you only friends with me so you can be like?" I have a black yeah, friend, Bridget. That my black friend. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. And then I think for me it was also like a plus because I was black and African at the same time. <laughs> Two for one. So, <laughs> yeah. like she's a package deal. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll be. That's, that's it. <laughs> she's supposed to be yeah. my best friend. It was like <laughs> it was really weird, but I do think also there was some point for me where I just kind of gave up on making friends. Mm. Cause it was just like, okay, I have these friends. I have these friends. I have these friends. I just want to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Last question overall is, do you feel like college was worth it? And when I say worth it, I mean on multiple um, spectrums. So like financially, do you think it was worth it? Do you feel like the connections that you made was worth it? And also like just the overall experience do you think it was worth everything that you had to go through in the process of get trying to get into college, being in college and taking and passing your classes and then graduating to college? So on all of those ends, do you think it was worth it? And if if you're like divided on it, explain. Okay. I don't think college was worth it. Mm. Okay. Hot take. You're the first one I- to say that. Ooh, let's hear <laughs> it's it. Actually- <laughs> it's actually a yes and no. Yeah. Okay, so college wasn't worth it in the sense that it's expensive. Yes. Very expensive. And then doing a post-grad, very, very, very expensive. So for people who know exactly what they want to do, and then also living in today's world that we do live in, you can be successful without a college education. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying that college wasn't worth it. And this is just a very general statement to anyone who is wondering about whether or not college is worth it for them mm. or if they should go to college. If you know exactly what you need or want to do, like pursue career-wise and you need a college degree to go to get it, then do yeah. it. If you need to broaden your horizon, get a different mindset, uh, mindset in life, meet new people, maybe leave the comfort of your home mm-hmm. and kind of get that push to become, get into adulthood. Yeah. College is definitely, I don't want to say worth it, but needed. Yeah. For some people, it's definitely needed. And why I say that is I experienced, in college, I experienced people who never knew how to wash, do their own laundry. Yeah, never knew how to cook. Never, it, Yeah. Ne- yeah, so it was just like, for us, we didn't, I mean, <laughs> you Yeah, know, I was doing laundry. laundry what? I was doing the house's laundry <laughs> when I was like 10 years I old. Was, yeah, same for yeah. me. So it's like certain things that we kind of, saw as like a chore it's actually something that was gearing us towards life yeah. like knowing how to clean and just 
knowing about cleanliness. Some people didn't know about that until they got to college. And a lot of them didn't even know about that until they got to college, had to live in their own filth and then be like, what the hell is this? So for that situation, then definitely college is worth it. Even for those who had random drunken, passed out nights, who woke up in the middle of Lord knows who, where, but was able to somehow like manage to make it back home or who had that friend who like, you know, took care of them during that experience, then definitely college is that experience that college was worth yeah. it. So college, yes, I say yes and no, because there's so many different factors to it that it just can't really, it can't be a straight answer. Definitely. I don't know what I'm saying. Makes no, sense. no. And I, I so, agree with all of it. Like, um, I asked so, this question to, that's one question that I asked to everybody who has mm-hmm. been doing it. I think you're number five for this arc. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, you're the first person. There's people who are like, yeah, financially isn't worth it. But you've definitely been the first person to give like all of these reasons for why, especially for why yeah. you don't think it's um, it's worth it. And for me personally, like I I agree. Like, I think college for I think there's a lot of like development that you get out of being in college mm-hmm. with people who are there's very few places where you can interact for a concentrated amount of time with people your age going through something similar as you from a diverse background. But also to um, adding to that, like you were saying, the price point is ridiculous. Like the fact that college is more accessible than ever, but it's more expensive. That's not, Oh my gosh. that's not how things should work <laughs> capitalistically. Like the more you're, yeah. the more easy it is to have something or the more easy it is for people to have access to something the cheaper it should get. But for some reason, college is more expensive, the easier it is for people to have access to it. And I think that's ridiculous. Thanks for listening to this episode of Remotely Social. It was a great episode to record and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Also, thank you so much for just all the support that I've been receiving throughout all this time recording and putting out episodes. It's been great. The podcast is growing and that is all thanks to you guys. If you haven't already, follow Remotely Social on Instagram at Remotely Social Pod. That is Remotely Social Pod. All the content goes up there and yeah, it's great. Feel free to give that a follow. And I mentioned this before, but I'm going to reiterate it again and talk about it in more detail. The podcast is going on a break. I've been working on this arc for the past two and a half months and I need some time to just figure things out with the next arc as well as record them and start editing and then start pushing all of that out again. So yeah, Remotely Social is going to go on a little bit of a break again and I will be back sometime soon. I can't give an exact date because yeah, I got shit to do, but it will be coming back and the next arc will be back with some improvements lastly i'm just gonna thank you guys one more time this experience has been great and i enjoyed having you guys listen i enjoyed the feedback all of that it's gonna be sad to go for a little bit but i have some plans for that next arc and it's it's gonna be fire so i'll see you then until then peace